This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Tuesday, May 14th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Daly. Here's today's headlines. Trump says U.S. in great position. Aid questions linger. Planting delays could force acreage shift. And Bayer slammed again. Trump confident ahead of meeting with Xi Jinping. President Trump isn't sweating the latest tariff escalation with China. In fact, he says he's confident the U.S. is in a strong position ahead of a planned meeting this month with Chinese President Xi Jinping at the G20 summit in Japan. We're in a great position right now, no matter what we do, Trump told reporters yesterday. He said that just a couple of weeks ago, negotiators were 95% there before China backed away from the agreements. It was just last week that the U.S. announced it was raising tariffs on $200 billion worth of Chinese goods. China responded Monday by raising its own tariffs on $60 billion worth of U.S. goods. Plenty of U.S. food and Ag products, mostly processed goods, will be affected by the latest increases that range between 5 and 25 percent. The list includes a wide variety of products such as frozen spinach, corn oil, margarine, ice cream, peanut butter, and orange juice. Chairman, trade payments only realistic aid option. Sources tell AgriPulse that USDA is already at work on the new trade assistance package. But there is still confusion on how that aid will be provided due to Trump's tweets about buying up U.S. commodities and donating them overseas. Somebody is going to tell him he can't do that because he'd be violating WTO rules. That's Senate Finance Chairman Chuck Grassley of Iowa speaking with AgriPulse. There's a humanitarian crisis around the world, but not $15 billion worth. He's right. The U.N. currently reports that $940 million in total food assistance is needed worldwide. Grassley said that the only realistic way to help U.S. farmers cope with the retaliatory tariffs is to do another round of direct payments under the market facilitation program. Keep in mind, the latest Chinese tariff rate hike does not directly impact most of the widely grown bulk U.S. commodities, but the tariffs already in place continue to depress trade and profits. Joe Nelson, strategic advisor and past president of California Citrus Mutual, tells AgriPulse that orange farmers lost 75% of their normal sales to China this year because of import taxes as high as 51%. USDA report fuels fears of acreage shift. On top of the trade uncertainty, the delay in corn planting this spring is raising concerns that farmers will be planting more acreage to soybeans, further depressing oilseed prices. According to USDA's latest crop progress report, only 30% of the expected corn acreage had been planted as of Sunday, less than half the five-year average of 66%. This is the fourth slowest planting of corn since 1980, according to Allendale Incorporated's analyst Rich Nelson. This is a serious concern here for us. This year is shaping up much like 2013 when 28% of the corn crop had been planted at this point. About 2% of the expected corn acreage was shifted to other crops. That would be the equivalent of nearly 1.9 million acres this year, according to Nelson. Only 11% of the expected corn acreage has been planted in Illinois this spring, down from an average of 82%, and only 6% in Indiana, down from an average of 57%. Soybean planting is well behind as well. Just 9% has been planted compared to the average at this point of 29%. Bayer 
hammered again with Roundup verdict. Investors will be watching Bayer stock closely today following a California jury award of more than $2 billion to a couple who alleged their non-Hodgkin's lymphoma was caused by exposure to Roundup. The company's share price has already dipped from about $30 when it closed on its $63 billion acquisition of Monsanto in June 2018 to fifteen ninety one yesterday. The verdict came in after the markets had closed, so today will be when the verdict's impact will be felt. Bayer vowed to appeal the verdict. Two previous cases ended in substantial jury verdicts for plaintiffs. Bayer is appealing one of those verdicts and plans to appeal the other as well as yesterday's. The company is facing more than 13,000 such suits nationwide. The jury in Alameda County Superior Court found that Monsanto had acted negligently in failing to warn Alberta and Alva Filiad of the risk of using Roundup. Mexico says no to new tomato agreement. U.S. tomato growers were excited about a new proposal from the Commerce Department to avoid a tariff spat with Mexico over its tomato exports. But Mexican farmers have turned it down, according to the Florida Tomato Exchange. Commerce canceled the existing suspension agreement with Mexican farmers last week after complaints from U.S. farmers that it wasn't effective in preventing Mexican exports at below market prices. The American tomato industry has been working with the Commerce Department for the last year as the department has attempted to negotiate its new suspension agreement to prevent injury from dumped imports of Mexican tomatoes. That according to the Florida Exchange at a statement. We are disappointed to learn that the Mexican tomato industry has rejected that proposal. Preliminary U.S. tariffs have been put in place, and anti-dumping investigation has resumed now that there is no suspension agreement in place. USFWS slowing for more comment on gray wolf delisting. The Fish and Wildlife Service is giving interested parties an extra 60 days to comment on the proposed delisting of the gray wolf in the lower 48 states. Originally scheduled to close today, the new comment period will now end July 15th. Comments should be as specific as possible, the agency said. Please note that submissions merely stating support for or opposition to the delisting will not meet the Endangered Species Act requirement to use the best available scientific and commercial data, according to the service. Ranchers and other resource users out west are in favor of returning the wolf to state control, while environmental groups are opposed to that proposal. Here's today's He Said It. Right now, it looks like we're trying to come together. The question is, will we? That Senate Appropriations Chairman Richard Shelby telling reporters yesterday that the negotiations over disaster aid package have been more positive in recent days. Well, that's Daybreak for this Tuesday, May 14th. AgriPulse Daybreak is brought to you by Watkinson Miller and Dairy Management Incorporated. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Alley.